Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts, we do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. Anthony the Bull Caruso with you, and we are going to be continuing our preview for the 2022-23 summer of cricket. It may not look like cricket outside, given all of the weather, but that doesn't mean we are we can't celebrate the start of our first full season of cricket in three years. We are very excited to bring you this preview, and we have got a full panel to go through the preview for the New South Wales Women's Premier Cricket Competition. Joining us tonight, well, we can't do cricket without this amazing woman here. She has been in and out in terms of her health, unfortunately, but she's back to full fitness and is raring to go. The Queen hath returned, Georgia Lomas Futterin. Good evening to you. Good evening, mate. Well, <laughs> the fitness is somewhat debatable considering I had training uh, recently and I thought I was going to pass out due to my lack of cardio fitness. But that's fine. That's fine. I took the net session instead. I took the batting practice and they're coming out of the middle. That's for sure. Oh, mate. The the Gav would be very excited to hear that it's coming out of the middle with you. Oh, mate. And it was one of his bats I was using too. So there you go. (laughs) Cha-ching. So if the Gav's listening in, there's some sponsorship money right there. We're expecting very soon. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've had to find her in the depths of NPL New South Wales women's. Of course, they are finalizing their season right now, but that doesn't mean we can't grab her and have a good chat about the up the season of cricket to come. The Pocket Rocket is returning as well. Zoe Benjamin, good evening to you. Good evening, Anthony. I feel like every time I come on here, I say it's been a while, um, so I'm going to have to find something else to say. Um, but no, good to be Heading back into the cricket season, missing it as usual. Um, it's been nice to get back into the nets finally myself. And um, I'm very excited. Can't wait to get into it. Oh, absolutely. A full season uh, coming ahead. We did have one particular guest that we were going to be joining in um, tonight. Well, we thought we did until she got called up at the very last minute for a bit of a tour of duty representing. Scotland over at the um over at the games at the moment and Shao she's enjoying a bit of R and R. Unfortunately we couldn't get her here, so we had to get the next best thing instead. Joining us tonight, also representing the Pimble Pigs, Nathan Hawley. Good evening to you. Good evening, Anthony. Great to be here. Uh, we, we we try to get Sass. We thought we had her, and then she gets called up for Scotland. How exciting must it be to the, for the family? Yeah, it was great. Um, she was uh, meant to debut for them back in January, but unfortunately uh, I got COVID and then that sort of ruled her out going to Malaysia. So, yeah, it's been been a little bit of, uh, I guess, a uh, bit of time between, sort of nine months or whatever. But, yeah, finally got to play uh, for Scotland debut for them. And, well, so you're the one we have to blame for her get, for her missing out, do we? Um, I think 
it was probably better this way is what I'm thinking because um, she got to play, well, one of the bit warm-up games against Ireland in Edinburgh. So rather than meeting her Scottish teammates in Malaysia in January, she uh, met her Scottish teammates in Scotland. Uh, oh, how later. special. So, so I think it would be better uh, getting presented your cap uh, actually in Scotland. So, yeah, I'll take credit for that. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, Georgia, we've got a lot to get through for this episode tonight. A whole host of teams in this competition, some very fascinating transfers indeed, and a couple of returning stars to the competition. Yeah, look, a couple of returning, a couple leaving. I mean, that's the way the cookie crumbles with Premier Cricket. What can I say? But, I mean, our teams are looking really interesting for this season and I'm actually quite excited about this. So I think we should start to go through them, Anthony. I think we will have to indeed. With la- Ladies and gentlemen, the umpires, Hugh Jarson strikes back, are in their positions and it has just ticked over time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Splinters. And we're going to kick things off here tonight with our first team in Wigoning alphabetical order. It is the Bankstown Sports Women's Cricket Club, the Bankstown Bulldogs. Georgia, they finished fourth and were semi-finalists in first grade last year and fifth in the club championships are about where you'd expect them to be. And just the one transfer, but this could be a pretty significant one, not only considering the WBBL, which we'll be talking to in a week or so's time, but within this competition as a whole. Yeah, look, I mean, Bankstown have been dealt a pretty heavy blow uh, this coming season with rumours that Izzy Wong will not be returning due to international duties. And, well, she's she's moved to another state in terms of WBBL, but we'll cover that, as you said, in a week's time. But that might be a pretty hefty blow for them considering she is a big name in their bowling department. And Zoe... Like Bankstown have had a reputation for being a lineup with stars all the way through. Um, but given how many of them are generally not available from time to time, you could be seeing a certain coach have to come back and play to fill in a few games. Which, uh, which I'm sure she really wouldn't mind. I'm sure she would probably be jumping at an opportunity to make a little bit of a return. Obviously, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Sarah Ailey. Who, um, if you don't know that name, we're just going to leave it there because uh, it speaks for itself, really. Um, but no, I I think to speak to George's point as well, um, you know, the experience of Izzy, um, you know, moving on will will definitely, um, you know, be a bit of a blow. But um, their team, relatively unchanged from last season, might be uh, a good opportunity for some of their younger stars to start doing the taking over. And indeed, Nathan, this is a, a lineup that even though they've got some experience and a couple of superstars in this, they've been a young team, but they're now starting to find their way into a competitive window in this competition. Yeah, Bankstown, um, I guess uh, maybe sort of three, four years ago, they, they won before that probably, I don't know, six or seven premierships out of about eight or nine years. So, yeah, obviously a change in the guard. Um, but great facilities out there at Bankstown, obviously a really good nursery for players. So I expect them uh, another season on their belt. They should be um, they should be getting stronger. 
Zoe, I'm going to come to you with the next question, and it's really in regards to Bankstown as a team here. They are known as a team that can score runs, and especially when they get their full lineup together, they can score runs very quickly. Um, but they have been known as a team that leaks runs, and especially at a ground like Bankstown Oval, which is quite decent in size, but you do get value for money with your shots. Yeah, it's definitely known um, in terms of the ball um, running as such. But um, I guess the uh, in terms of their bowling attack, I think that just comes down to you know their younger players coming through, learning um, the best field for their for their bowling as well. You know, I think um, Andrew Jenford in the last in the last year has probably um, started to get a little bit better at that and taking some ownership of her bowling um and obviously um she might be missing a little bit as well this year having been uh picked up by the sixes so um it'll be interesting to see who can step up to the plate for them this season taking predictions here georgia um i i see them middle four battling for fourth place it's going to be pretty tight in that middle middle pack there but i think they'll be there or thereabouts this year yeah, I think roughly about the same, to be completely honest, just with that uh, expensive bowling we were just talking about. Zoe? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think that uh, the their talent coming through, um, you know, if they can uh, get some of their stars back a bit more regularly and um, kind of get some consistency, that they'll, they'll be there again. And Nathan? Yeah, I think middle of the pack. We then move on to the Campbelltown Camden District Cricket Club, Ghosts Cricket. Georgia, we on Triple H Sports have got a bit of a love-hate relationship with this club. Not so much with the women. They, we've, we get on very well with them, but the men don't tend to like us that much. What did you do, Anthony? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's a warranted question. What did you do? I Yeah, it's they just didn't like that we... A couple of times, picked them at the bottom of the ladder. They didn't appreciate it. Oh. That we were 100% correct. So, yeah, I was going to say, were we correct though? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, we were. Don't oh. shoot the messenger. Awkward. Yeah, exactly. Um, some some big names here with Campbelltown tra- um, transferring here this year. There are some huge names now. Expect an announcement that uh, Hannah Trithui. I think I say that wrong. Every single time, and I do. No, it is correct. It is right. Oh, yes. Everybody else tells me it's wrong. Is returning to the club, and there is also a rumor that Belinda Vacuera is returning to Campbelltown as well, following her departure from Tasmania. So, those are two very big names coming back into an already pretty strong squad. Not only that, um, Nathan, but there are rumors around that we're going to be seeing more and more of Clara Yammer and Annika Leroyd in this squad as well this year. All of a sudden, the Ghosts have a – could be one of those clubs on the rise. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. If, they, if they're at full strength, they're going to be a, a tough team. Um, a lot of players with a lot of experience. Young players, though, still. So, Trithui is probably – I'd say she's 23, 24 would be my guess. Same with Cheadle if she's if she's fully fit. Uh, Yammer, they're all, all part of the same generation coming through. So, um, yeah, they're definitely going to be stronger than than last year. And Zoe, this is a club that, like um, Hawkesbury in, in the men's competition, have really had to fight their way through uh, natural disaster after natural disaster. I mean, we remember the bushfires impacting them, and then last year, of course, they got hit. They got hit by the floods, just like Hawkesbury. 
Yeah, they've they've really had it tough the last couple of years. Um, and you really feel for the club as well because, um, you know, they've got as uh, Nathan just listed off, they've got a lot of young talent coming through, and they're they're a club on the rise. And honestly, I think um, I think seventh spot last year isn't a reflection of of that team at all. I think it was quite surprising. So it'll it'll be um, you know good to see them bounce back and really show everyone else in the competition what they're about. Not only that, Georgia, but the, the other thing to take into mind is the fact that they finished 11th in the club championship. It showed that they were a club sort of struggling to gain some cohesion again, which is completely understandable given what they've been through. Yeah, look, look, club championship takes into consideration all wins, all losses, and of course, just everything, um, basically spirit of cricket as well, to some extent. Uh, but I mean, I must admit, playing against Campbelltown Camden in like you know third grade um, as well, they they really did struggle in third grade too. They did have a couple of new players, but it, it's all a knock on effect really. So basically, the performance of all the teams affects the championship performance. I I see them finishing in the uh, in the middle four. I think they're going to be the biggest improver, Nathan. Um, can they make the finals? I think if if they can, um, another player I just wanted to talk about quickly, Ebony Hosking, um, quality bowler coming through, also like training with with breakers, um, not contracted, but um, she's on that peripheral sort of uh, yeah peripheral player for New South Wales. Um, I think if they um, their players uh, that are their ones that are there every week can can keep them near the top four, um, they're going to be a handful come finals if um, if a couple of weeks out they get all their players back like your yeah, Hannah Darlingtons and that. Um, yeah, I think they could definitely um, shake the competition this year. Zoe? Agreed. And Georgia? I, I might say a few more words than uh, Zoe's agreed. But, <laughs> but I, do, I do have to admit, I think it is going to be around the same, uh, especially if, of course, they do lose Lauren Cheadle. We do know she's had quite a few... Uh, issues with injuries in the past. And, of course, once you've had an injury, it can flare up very quickly as well, especially as I, I would know after a shoulder reconstruction. There are some complications that can come after uh, quite a while. You've become quite the medical expert lately, haven't you? I thank you. Well, it's all the anatomy I do within teaching. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, if you need anatomy advice, go to Georgia. Oh, uh, no, please don't. It was, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just say you're going to come and yell at me, so please don't. <laughs> We then move on to the Gordon Women's District Cricket Club, the Mighty Reds. Uh, Nathan, of course, you had a long-time association with this club through Saskia. Um, And a sad bit of news, of course, that um, Shannon Harper, formerly known as as Shannon Heath, a great friend of ours on Triple H Sport, has announced her retirement. Yeah, she has. She's, I guess, uh, got married last year and um, looking to, yeah, I guess possibly start a family. I don't know. But, um, yeah, she's, she's hung up. Hung up the boots, so to speak, at this stage. But uh, yeah, big loss for them. Yep. Real, um, real worker, um, bat and ball. Um, yeah, so she's she's a big miss for them. And of course, Georgia, a very proud member of the um, hashtag Keepers Union. <laughs> oh, mate, I know that for sure. That that's that's most certain. But look, she will be sorely missed. But you know, whether it's you know it's taking its toll on the body or focusing on something else, or as Nathan said, possibly starting a family. Look, we wish her all the best with her future endeavours. 
Absolutely. Zoe, a couple of interesting um, ins, for, though, for Gordon. Aliyah Shandal expected to come across from Penrith and the first of our international imports this year. Yeah, Christy Gordon coming across. Um, you know, she did a stint for Birmingham um, in the 100. So, you know, coming off a, a, a very fun tournament as well. Um, I think she'll provide a bit of energy and excitement to this team and um, obviously give Heidi Cheadle some more support, which will be uh, handy for her. The other rumour going around Georgia is Lauren Kua to another one to go to Manly Warringah. Uh, and Gordon, you know, struggling to really reestablish this team after the departure of so many players over the last three to four years. Look, I'm not too worried about Gordon. So um, some some listeners may not know, but Charlotte Enneville actually signed on as their head coach uh, before the season commenced. And from what I hear through uh, my little sources and, and different sources that I have, she's actually really ramped up. Uh, training and, and everything and just the atmosphere at Gordon. So I'm actually really interested to see how they go this year, especially with that new coaching change. And one thing they do have in their favour, Nathan, is that their batting was frankly excellent last year, but it was their bowling that really let them down. Yeah, I actually think Lauren Koo is going to be a big miss for them um, as well. And obviously on top of Shannon as well. So they would have taken up, yeah, full loads as far as uh, 40% of the overs. So, I don't know. It's, we're not at the club anymore, I guess, as a family. But, um, yeah, obviously I wish them all the best. But um, I think there's some there's some big outs. It's going to hurt them. I, I've got them – regrettably, I've got them bottom three and battling to avoid um, the wooden spoon, Georgia. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you there, mate. Zoe? Yeah, probably probably not battling wooden spoon, but yeah, probably hanging around the the bottom three. And Nathan, um, I'll abstain, Anthony. Ah, that's <laughs> that's sweet of you. <laughs> well, we then move across the the Roseville Bridge to the Manly Ringer District Cricket Club, the Waratahs, fifth in first grade, third in the club championship, and Georgia. Uh, a few changes in terms of heads, but also a couple of players. Yeah, so confirmation of Duncan Kirst promotion to head coach taking over from Simon uh, Waddington, while Dom Wheel has taken over as first grade coach. Look, I reckon that could be extremely interesting as well. Look, I've seen Simon around third grade. Uh, I believe his daughter plays in the team. I could be wrong. I may just be generalized. Both daughters. Both daughters. There you go. Um, they've been playing in the team and I've just seen, you know, how he runs warm up and everything. So um, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And if Duncan can add on top of that, I mean, that's going to be awesome as well. But look, uh, Manly Waringa are also rumoured to have picked up Lauren Coy, uh, from Gordon, as we said, and Casey Letcher from Parramatta as well. Nathan, a very interesting signing here with Katie Letcher coming in. Um it's a it's a bold move from Manly, but one that could pay dividends for the team. Yeah, I'm not too sure what's behind that. Um, I'm, I'm not, yeah, not really knowledgeable on Katie, but um, yeah, she she might have wanted to come over. Who knows? She might have moved into the area or something. So 
Um, like like with with some of the players that have come across from Gordon, a lot of, a lot of those players actually live in the Manly area, so um, they are actually local players. So uh, yeah, not too sure on on Letcher. Now the big piece that we've got with this as well, Zoe, is that the the scariest part for Manly is that their top four is probably one of the the, the best in the competition. Michaela, Saskia, Shavani, Charlotte. If Sarah Turner's available as well, you could almost make that a top five. Oh, sorry, Zoe. I went to mute myself and I clicked you instead. You need to unmute yourself. There you go. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> sorry, that was um that because Georgina decided Georgina decided to print something off in the background. So I went to mute myself so it wouldn't come through and I clicked you instead. Go ahead with what you were saying. That's okay. I was going to say, I think the scary thing about, um, about, you know, that top four that you just named is not only are these uh, fantastic players, but they're all in, um, very, very good form um, and have just been growing over the last couple of years. Um, so um, it just, it just sends danger. It just speaks danger. Um, and I, have no doubt that um, you know they'll be working on those partnerships um, in preseason as well, and really cementing um, you know uh, being able to score the runs together as well, not just um, not just individually. And Nathan, given your your position within uh, with the team as well, um, they were desperately unlucky to miss out on finals at their first go. I think they lost three games during the season by either less than twenty runs or by less than three wickets. But so. You know, they're there or thereabouts to be a real force in this competition. Yeah, they are. It's a, and it's such a youthful team as well. That's that's the thing. Um, we, we, there's also um, rumour is there's a couple other imports coming in from England, um, but I can't really give you any more information. Oh, oh, we need to know. We need that. We need we need this rumour stone to keep grinding here. So and also, I can confirm Lauren Kua is definitely there. She's done all social media stuff, so it's been on Instagram and stuff. So, oh, nice. So that is a well, then it's definitely official. It's yeah, definitely official. That is the case. Been on the Bama website and that sort of thing. So, surprised you're not across that. <laughs> the uh, the challenge will be the consistency and the and the reduction of reliance on the big on the big four and. Uh, one person we do have to mention, Nathan, a good friend of yours, a good friend of ours on Triple H Sports, the person who probably surprised us all in the second half of the year was was Christy Crawford, who established herself as a as a first grade all rounder last year. Yeah, Christy's um, yeah definitely one of the more mature players, um, a full on cricket nuffy, massive Sixers fan, but um, yeah, no, she she stuck to it, um, got, used her opportunities because she was batting down the order further, and but yeah, really came home with the ball. Um, very reliable bowler. Absolutely. And um, one yeah, one that I will say, you should never leave yourself full, um, leave yourself out too long with Christy because uh, we know that her performances on the circuit are the stuff of legends. Certainly are. Yep. Yep. Do not leave. Let you, leave <laughs> do not take her on. You will not win. Um, <laughs> Manly. I, for mine, middle four, most likely outside of the top three, to I think, to break into the top three, Georgia. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Look, what they showed last year is, as we saw with our uh, recording against Penrith and every other game that we saw within my cricket, definitely top three. Somewhere, I don't know exactly, but top three. Nathan, you're backing the girls in to, to win the lot? 
Uh, I guess it depends on availability of of some players as well, but I think no, no, yeah, no, that's that's not how it works here on Triple H. You're I always back. Think there. You're season, always yeah, back I think in. the season, the past season, that first year and first grade will obviously do a lot of those very young players um, the world of good. So I think, yeah, I think I think if they don't make four, I think that'd be a disappointing, yeah, season. So I mean, yeah, if they make top four, I reckon that's awesome. And Zoe, yeah, I I, I think they'll actually make the top four quite comfortably. Um, in in my opinion, do they break into the three? Um, I think if they, um, I think similar, similar to Nathan, if they do have, you know, the availability of all their players, um, and you know, that, that top four fires, how we expect them to. Yeah. I think they can, I think they've got the potential to. We are going to move on now to our last team before we take our break. It is the Northern district cricket club, the ND Rangers, um, and Georgia after the shock transfer of Annika Leroy, from Northern District to Campbelltown, Camden. At this point, I don't think there are any changes this year. I must admit I'm a little surprised uh, that there are no changes, but hopefully this can see a little bit of stability for the club as well. I know they've struggled in the past, sixth in first grade and then seventh in club championships. So hopefully this little bit of stability, knowing what their roles are, and of course having Stella Campbell there when she's available will help them. Yeah, Zoe, this is a, a side, of course, we went to call your game against uh, Northern District at Asquith Oval last year, and it looked like it was going to be a half-decent game uh, until 30 minutes of rain basically put Asquith Oval underwater. Yeah, it was um, it was brewing for a little bit, and then it didn't, it didn't even sprinkle. It just started pouring, um, and it was a, a race to get the covers on, um, and I, I've never been so wet in my life. Um, was drenched by the end of it trying to get the covers on with the, the ND girls. Um, but no, it was a it was a good game. Um, and unfortunately, not not far enough in to really know whose game it was. But um, as Georgia said, they're they're a team um who's had a bit of a high turnover in the last last year or two. Um, especially with you know girls earning um higher honors as well. Um, and earning other contracts. So I think they'll be a team particularly um, that will uh, depend on the availability of some of their some of their stars. I think, unfortunately, Georgia, I made a name for myself at that call by literally diving across the equipment to prevent it from getting wet. It was that yeah. bad. Yeah, you did. And um, I believe it was uh, Mr. Russell's favourite moment of the year as well in last year's Triple H uh, wrap-up. So there you go, Caruso. There you go. Oh, me sp- sprawled across the equipment. Nathan, this is a club that not only has a pretty solid catchment, of course, uh, in the Northern Corridor, but they've got the advantage as well of being able to pluck players from the Central Coast um, to make the trip down the M1 towards Mark Taylor. Not only that, but this year, of course, they are expecting to make that return to the very famous oval in the middle of Waitara. Yeah, I think a lot of um, away batters will be happy not batting on Asquith because that was a bit of a minefield I found when um, when I viewed some games there last season. Uh, but, yeah, also from Newcastle as well, they get a lot of players from. So a lot of New South Wales country um, representatives, sort of under-19s uh, and under-16s. So, yeah, strong. I think they're similar to Campbelltown in many respects that um, if they can keep near the four, um, if they can get those big guns back like Lauren Smith and Stella Campbell, um, I think, yeah, they could really shape the top four as well. The challenge that they're going to have 
is really just making sure that they can rebuild after the success that they had a couple of years ago. Obviously, the loss of Mikhail Churik and Shivani Mita too uh, manly hurt them. But this is a team that will always manage to find players. I think I think Georgia, they're going to be middle four. They'll be there or thereabouts. I don't know if they'll necessarily be premiership contenders, but they'll provide genuine nuisance value throughout the season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if they play any games on Story Park whatsoever, we're going to have to get the neck gear out as well because I'm still traumatized from those games. Oh, good old Story Park. Are we going to have to go and call it from the roof of the clubhouse there like we do whenever we call the Asquith Magpies there? Mate, I almost died that game. I don't think we should be talking about it. Uh, what from? the Just sitting there getting hit by the ball or the fact you had to get a ladder to go up to the calling platform? Uh, the fact I almost got hit by the ball numerous times with a wet patch right where I was putting my bat. So is this the kind of stuff we expect from Georgia? Is, is it just trouble seems to follow her? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm still trying to work it out. I've known Georgia for a while and it still stumps me. It's just it's always there or thereabouts. It just follows her around. It's like a little shadow. The little cartoon cloud with the rain. Yeah. Welcome to my life, guys. <laughs> Zoe, your thoughts on Northern District? Um, yeah, I think they'll be um, fighting in the in the in the middle of the pack there. I think you know if they, like we said, if they've got the availability of some of their their big names um, and they can get a bit uh, of consistency in their in their playing group, that they they can threaten uh, as always. But I think they'll be fighting in the middle pack. And Nathan. Yeah, same. I think it will be um, in that middle pack with uh, Campbelltown, uh, potentially Manly and, and Bankstown. All right. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have part two of our preview for the 2022-23 New South Wales Women's Premier Cricket Competition. You are listening to Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcast. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Your local RSL is at the heart of every community and there is none better in the Hornsby Karingai area than the Hornsby RSL. Whether you're planning a major event, dinner with family or friends or having a quiet night at your local, Hornsby RSL is the place to be. Rediscover what enjoying life is all about with regular weekly events, special entertainment and some of the best eateries in Sydney, we have you covered for a great night out. As always, drink responsibly. Support the club that supports. Come to Hornsby RSL at 4 High Street, Hornsby or get in touch on 94777777 and at hornsbyrsl.com.au. The Hornsby RSL. 
proud station sponsors of Triple H, 100.1 FM. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Don Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Looking for a fun night out with family and friends? Then come to the hidden gem in the Hornsby Coringai area, The Attic. Located inside Hornsby RSL, The Attic provides all the fun and excitement you can expect from a bowling and arcade bar in an intimate location that ensures a real gaming experience for everyone. With four 10-pin bowling lanes, Australia's first augmented reality bowling experience and a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, The Attic is the place to let your inner child run wild. So make sure you book your next night out at The Attic at 4 High Street Hornsby. Call them on 94 777 or book via their website at theattichornsby.com.au. The Attic, part of Hornsby RSL, station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. Anthony Caruso back with Georgia Lomas-Futter and Zoe Benjamin and Nathan Hawley as we talk all things Women's cricket. Yes, it is the preview for the 2022-23 New South Wales Women's Premier Cricket Competition. And we're going to move on now to team number six in alphabetical order for the competition, the Parramatta Women's Grade Cricket Club. Well, we call them the Parramatta Two Blues. I believe that's pretty much where they're going to be staying there. They finished eighth in first grade last year, sixth in the club championship. Um, And Georgia, to you first off, the one transfer, which is an interesting one here, but really, the big talk has been the player, the big play that they lost a couple of years ago. Um, Anthony, did you forget Parramatta? Because you went to Penrith and then you jumped back. I'll start that again. <laughs> Parramatta. At least that's what I heard. I could be hearing things. Sorry, my bad. Did I say Parramatta or did I say Penrith? I have no idea. I can't remember. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Alright, let's let's pick it up. We'll move on yeah. to team number six in our preview tonight. It is the Parramatta Women's Great Cricket Club, the Parramatta Two Blues. They finished eighth in first grade, sixth in the club championship. Georgia, they did lose one player this year, but they're still reeling from the the loss of their superstar from two seasons ago. Yeah, look, they have lost on uh, Katie Letcher to Manly Waringa, but more importantly, and. Most notably, they have lost Haley Silver Holmes to uh, to Tasmania, so I think that's going to be a big hit for uh, for Parramatta, considering she was also, you know, she was a captain and she was just a mentor for the team as well. So I think they might be struggling a bit to pick up the pieces this year. 
Zoe, let's not underestimate the abilities of Haley Silver Holmes because in this competition, when she was there, she pretty much did everything. She was backed up by Claire Moore and Kate Pell, um, but more needs to be done as they were the only two who managed to score over 100 runs last year. Yeah, it's hard. I think, you know, when Parramatta were coming through the ranks, it was very much, you know, building a team around Haley, And um, for the most part, it was um, they were successful in doing it. Um, I think they've lost um, a, uh, quite a bit of experience um, as well um, in the last couple of years, not just Haley, um, which has hurt them a bit, um, especially in the batting department. So it, it'll be... Um, I guess a season where they will will need some of their other players to to step up to the plate. Um, I think you know that's a that's not necessarily a bad thing though. Um, lots of opportunity at the club, um, so it'll be um, nice for the girls to really make their mark um, in the competition. Nathan, this is a team that became a bit of a bogey side for Manly last year, and although their bowling is is quite competitive. Their their batting just seemed to, to struggle once you get got past their two top scorers. Yeah, definitely. I think they rely a lot on Claire Moore and Kate Pell. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, any of the younger players have, I guess, improved over the uh, off season. Um, but yeah, um, definitely. If uh, if I was targeting them, I'd be throwing everything at those uh those two main batters, and then seeing if the rest um collapse behind. What was it with this Parramatta team in particular? What, what was it about that, that made him such a handful for Manly? I don't know, really. It's sort of sometimes, yeah, sometimes it just depends on who you're going against. You do see where um, if you're going up against one of the big guns like your Sydney's and stuff like that, like Manly beat Sydney last year, the only team to beat them. Um, yet, yeah, against a team like Parramatta who finished obviously a lot further down the table. Um, I don't know if it's just that teams might underestimate them sometimes. You sometimes get that, don't you, in sports? So, um, maybe it was that. Well, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna struggle this year. This will be the other team for me. That's gonna be one of the other teams in the bottom three. And for me, Georgia, I think this is probably one of the other teams that's gonna be battling to avoid the wooden spoon. Yeah. Look, unless they can bring in a huge overseas player, or they, you know, push up everybody from second grade, or I don't know how they're gonna resolve this, but. <laughs> Well, be a be a bottom of the table team, or at least close to the bottom of the table, bottom three. There's an interesting point there, Nathan, as well, is that um, they do look threadbare. But the two things they do have in their favour is that their second grade team is actually very competitive, uh, and we don't know if they've managed to bring anyone in from overseas. So while there is a little bit of potential to come, on face value, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for the two blues. Yeah, not uh, it doesn't bode well, but um, yeah, like you said, in second grade they did finish third last year, made semis. Um, so yeah, there's there's a bit of um, a bit of depth there. So, uh, but for me, yeah, I think I think they'll finish bottom three as well. Zoe, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think um, I think everyone's kind of made made the points around the considerations for them, but I think they'll be hanging around the bottom, um, unfortunately. We then move on to the Penrith Cricket Club, the the Penrith Panthers, second and grand finalists in first grade, fourth in the club championship. Uh, Georgia, one player who's left, but a very impressive recruitment for them this year. Yeah, they've certainly um, been playing that recruitment card pretty hard, that's for sure. 
Look, in terms of transfers, um, Aliyah Chandel is expected to go over to Gordon, as we said earlier, but they've also picked up English international Katie Wolf, who currently plays for Derbyshire. So this could be an interesting, you know, find, find for Penrith. Hearing, you know, we, we did unfortunately see them go down in that grand final. And Nathan, um, Katie Wolf, who's played for both Scotland and for England, this is a great pickup for the Panthers. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think they're already a fairly strong team. I expect them to be right up there um, near the top of the table. So to get a, an international in there that can, um, I guess, uh, utilise their own experience and pass that on to a lot of those young uh, Penrith players, I think it's only going to be good for them. And Zoe, last year they defied all expectations, made the grand final off the back of an incredible uh, run. It was batting all the way down the order, including eight players managing to crack at least 100 runs for the season. Depth like that in a limit overs competition is worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, uh, some notable names as well who have been on the verge of um, cracking into, you know, coming through development squads and and, um, on the verge of of contracts or earning contracts. And, you know, Samantha Arnold, who's, been around feels like she's been around for ages but um she uh is just a wealth of skill and um just a very knowledgeable cricketer and i think um she's been really leading the way at the club and um leading from the front and it's uh filtered through to their to their younger players coming through um just a really great culture they've got at the moment and Georgia, this is a team that's got that um, does have penetration and one of the best attacks in terms of taking wickets last year. They have, while they have lost uh, Shandell, they've got still got Bethany Lane. They've still got Ananya Sharma and Emma Hughes whenever she's available. So there's there's still a lot of penetration, and I could see them finishing top three again this year. Well, Caruso, considering I actually got out to a hat trick ball from Penrith. Their their penetration is amazing, especially with spin bowlers. And Ananya Sharma was the one who took my wicket. But no, fantastic bowling. And of course, they do have the depth of junior cricket as well. And of course, second grade and upcoming stars. So I think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Top three, most definitely. Zoe? Yeah, I, I think they'll be in the top four um, as well. I think they'll um, they can really... Uh, cement a spot there um, and and challenge uh, properly for the Premiership as well. Nathan, they surprised everyone last year. Can they do it again? Yeah, if it's a surprise, yeah. Like you said, they had um, eight batters get at least 100 runs. So it's not just a question of them having a, yeah, getting the first couple of wickets and, and the rest collapse. So, um, yeah, I think I think they'll finish top three once again. We then move on to the St. George Sutherland Women's Cricket Club, the Slayers. Third in first grade, second in the club championship, no transfers this year. And Zoe, this is a club that has really cemented itself as a genuine powerhouse in the competition. Yeah. The thing with St. George is they're just a wealth of experience. Like you look at their team and um, not only are they developing a lot of um, depth, um, obviously being um, second in the club championship and doing well across all their grades, but that first grade side um, you know, is full of players who have been around and just are very knowledgeable. You've got Rhiannon Dick, um, who's just a star with the bat. 
um, and hit some good form as well. Um, Naomi Woods uh, picking up wickets all the time um, and they just uh, are a really well-rounded side. Nathan, I have to ask you first off, is there a weakness in this team? Um, yeah, I don't think there is. Um, and I know you said about Manly before, sort of the most feared top four. I'd actually argue that St. George have equal, if not a, a stronger top four, to be honest, definitely more experienced, uh, an older top four um, that have been around and they play consistently every game. So, yeah, I don't know if there is really any real weaknesses to this St. George team. So, yes, they're going to be a handful. And... Georgia, the, the, you look at their performance, third in first grade, second in the club championship, a well-rounded club all um, all the way through the ranks. And it's hard to think that, you know, they may end up losing the likes of, you know, Talia Wilson, maybe Kaylin Fountain to Judy's further up, but then they lose those two and there's someone ready to go straight away. Oh, and that's exactly how St. George have been for a number of years. And they they bat quite deeply as well, um, not just in a team, but, I mean, throughout all of their grades too. So third grade's always ready to back up in second. Seconds are always ready to back up in firsts. And as you said, it's just experience, and that's exactly what a team needs, and that's exactly what St. George show every single time. For mine, Georgia, I think top three, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to genuine. I'm going to say premiership contenders. Ooh, that's that's big. I'm definitely going to say top three. I don't want to call premiership contenders too early, but definitely pushing pushing it. They'll they'll be knocking on the door of of that premiership uh, trophy. That's for sure. Zoe, am I going? Am I going too far with that call? Um, I think I think they'll be right up there in the top four. Um, and I think you know a similar boat to to Penrith. Um, I think they can really give everyone a good run for their money. Obviously, I, I a, a team that we're coming to next, I feel, is still you know all guns blazing. Uh, but I, I definitely think that St George, just with their experience and the fact that they should um, have quite a consistent roster as well. Um, uh, a, a, one of the bigger challenges. And, and Nathan, we'll come to your prediction as well. But as I said, there's plenty of experience, a little bit of age in, in the team. But as we've seen, you know, one drops off, one comes in, and all of a sudden the, the circle of life just continues. Yeah, and no, I'm with you, Anthony, as far as I think they're definitely uh, – they could break the duck as far as first grade. They've never won – first grade premiership. So they've won a stack of second and third grade premierships. I think this could, yeah, they could give Sydney a shake this season. Well, speaking of which, let's go to, let's go to the reigning premiers, the reigning club champions, uh, you name it. They pretty almost won it last year. The Sydney cricket club, the Sydney Tigers, no transfers. And just like in the men's competition, Georgia, this is a team that's pretty much stuck together for years upon end. Yeah, look, they certainly have. And, of course, while they have stuck together for years, they've also got new players. Of course, Sammy Joe Johnson, Maitland Brown has come in. Although I am a little bit hesitant to say that Rachel Haynes will be a huge contributor. We know today 
or recently she has announced her retirement from international cricket to focus on family. So whether that does mean she's going to come back to uh, to premiership level and play, I'm not 100% sure because I know when those international players say, you know, spend time with family, they mean it and it's it's almost everything's put down. Zoe, the depth of this team is 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 frankly ridiculous, and you know this is a, this is a lineup where I think half their players can easily play for New South Wales. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about St George and their one-up mentality, and I think um, Sydney has been the driver of that in the last few seasons, um, and even with some of their players who you know. Uh, are on the verge or have earned contracts in the last um, year or two. Um, they've worked so hard as a club with their development through all the grades, obviously taking out the club championship last year, that it means that they've just got so much depth um, at their club that first grade, um, you know, the next person steps in and they're just ready to go um, and they, you know, bring something else to this this team, which is equally valuable. Nathan, we've seen it with the men. We've seen it with the women. The Sydney Cricket Club appear to have positioned themselves well as probably one of the most professional, professionally run clubs in cricket New South Wales. Um, granted, they have the backing of the SCG Trust, but even with the resources available to them, they do make full use of it. And it just shows with the fact that they have really positioned themselves out now as a destination club. Yeah, definitely. Um, they used to get a lot of players from the North Coast uh, when they had Ange Reeks there. Um, but, yeah, they just seem to um, be super professional. Um, I know the coach always puts out lots of markers, which always used to scare me when I was at Gordon and I just put out one stump. Um, but, yeah, super super professionally run club um, by Mr Healy there. And, um, yeah, they're going to be up there again. Um, I expect them to be in the grand final, to be honest. Georgia, could we be seeing could we be seeing a return to Dromoyne Oval to call Sydney against another club? I honestly reckon we could, as long as it doesn't end as a match abandoned again. I honestly don't think I can take that because that was such an anticlimactic finish to such an amazing game where rain was loitering and then ruined the fun. You needed one ball. I know, and Shane kept saying that. One ball would have made a match. And, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong in that, in that final as well, but that one ball could have changed the complex depending if it was runs or a wicket as well. Exactly. It was honestly, I think that was three for 41 when, yeah. when they were called off. And I believe it was Sydney who was three for 41 at that mm. time. So um, honestly, that run or ball could have changed the whole game if we'd gotten it in. So, oh, it was that close. It was, it was, it was too close for comfort. Zoe, your prediction for Sydney? Um, it, <clears throat> I think as uh, the same as last year, they're they're probably um, the favourites in the competition, um, and the the ones everyone are trying to chase down. We now move on to the university's women's cricket club. Um, do, do we call you the students, Georgia and Zoe? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I've been calling us the students because that's what the men's club associate themselves as, but I really don't know, to be honest. Or Zoe, do we just go with the Lions, given that you know both Sydney and UNSW both have a lion on their emblem? 
I mean, I like lions better, but the students is, you know, a traditional thing and, um, you know. The lionesses. The lionesses, yeah, good point, good point. Good point, I stand corrected. Like either either, I just go unis and be done with it. No transfers this year, but. Uh, you know, the, there was always the one one or two surprises you expect from universities. A couple of years ago, of course, Zoe, it was Beth Heath, the English import, who took the T20 competition by storm. Yeah, Beth um, is a special talent and, of course, um, you know, making ways over and over and back home. Um, but it was uh, fantastic to get her over for the season um, as well as Sophie Monroe. Um, they just, you know added another element for us um, and be be great if we could get them back for another season, um, especially while, you know, we are in this kind of rebuilding stage. Um, but alas, not, not to be this year. I, I bet you there's one person on this panel, Zoe, who's probably absolutely chuffed that she got a mention on this run sheet as well, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Not going to lie, I thought it was a prank. <laughs> I was like, why am I there? Are you kidding me? I filled in for like three games. It's three games. It's you you did qualify for first for first grade finals if they made it. So that that is true. That is true. But look, I as club president, I can actually say that we do have a few things going on in the background with some possible overseas players. Possible. That's as we can say. Nathan, Nathan, do we hold? Do we start holding Georgia to the same grindstone for these rumors? These rumors. Well, she can't uh, confirm it, I guess, just like I can't confirm the manly ones. So. Exactly. Like there's talk, but I don't know what's going to happen. Well, we wait and see. Uh, this is a, a, a rebuild that is well and truly underway. But I think the big thing for universities last year, I think Georgia was the reestablishment of some of the lower grade teams and a Brewers Shield. Yep. It is a work in progress, but you've already started uncovering some future talent. Oh, mate, our Brewer Shield, they are just a wealth of knowledge. We've got more junior players coming in as well. I don't know how youngsters have that much energy. I honestly don't. I need at least three coffees to have that energy. And even then I'm shaking because I've had too much caffeine. So it's just amazing to be able to play with some of those youngsters as well. A couple of them I've played with, they've taken out trophies in our third grade. And of course they are up and coming. They'll most definitely be in second grade soon enough. And before we know it, they'll be taking my place in first grade. And um, Nathan as well, we should mention as well that this, despite the challenges they had last year, they're not exactly lacking in talent either. And some big names missing due to higher duties. Yeah, massive. Um, Rachel Treneman going to um, Tasmania, obviously, is the the one up in lights there. Um, she'll be a big loss. Uh, I'm not sure how many games she played last year for unis, but um, yeah, massive loss for um, for our grade competition as well. So, not only that, I think Carly Leeson um, will be interesting to see because I think she's going interstate for the um, the WBBL. Is she not? Yeah, um, Carly's been. Um, uh, uh, fairly unavailable um, the last couple of years. Um, she makes a fantastic effort to come back um, and and play when she can, which we always appreciate. But obviously, um, it does it does get hard for her to do the back and forth. Yeah, um, actually, travel. 
every year. Reasons for that too. So uh, those players who now play in ACT, the ACT Premiership cricket is actually up and running again. And it was announced that any player who plays for the ACT Meteors does actually have to play within that competition too. Hence why we have been struggling to see Olivia Porter and Carly Leeson come back. But of course, the higher duties, WBBL, state cricket, they all they all are more important, far more important. One player who I have been keeping an eye on, I think she's a great future talent, um, Isabel Afaris had a great year last year with the ball. Yeah, Izzy's a fantastic player and obviously someone we're um, very happy to have at the club, um, our captain as well, and she's a fantastic leader, great energy. Um, she's always been, you know, at the top of um, the, the wicket taking, you know, when she was at NDs as well. She's someone I personally, like, can't, I just can't, I still can't face her. I face her every week in the tra- at training and I still, I still can't do it. So... Um, it was nice to see her, you know, um, still take out those awards for us as a club. But I think, you know, it uh, as a club, we we are just working to give her some support um, with the bowling and the bat. For mine, I think universities will be one of the teams on the improve. Nathan, I'm, I'm thinking the um, I've got a bit of a typo there. I'm, I am thinking the middle four; they will be on the improve. Um, probably not enough to make finals, but certainly, you know, one developing quite nicely. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's still a lot of other stronger teams around. I know we've got two unis uh, people on this podcast, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I just think we've got some big losses. Like you said, Carly Leeson, Rachel Treneman, um, Stella Campbell previously. Um, they've had some pretty good talent. And before that, obviously, Alex Blackwell and, and so on. So, um, yeah, a youngish, youngish team. Just curious um, with, with uh, the ladies on the program tonight, um, w- w- these juniors coming through, are they coming through locally or? Um, good question. I believe they are. So we've actually ramped up quite a bit of our um, in inner west sort of promoting as well. Yeah. And we actually have quite a few youngsters coming through from you know easts and all that kind of thing uh seeing summer hill summer hill is always strong yeah seeing seeing the pathway and being you know just heading straight for us so that's always what we want to see no it's good good if you get in from local as well yeah 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 the predictions now for georgia and zoe your thoughts on where your expectations for universities this year as um uh, the the player in me, you know, kn- knows the potential of this side um, and knows how hard we're working behind closed doors to um, to compete. Um, so, you know, I want to say that we'll be we'll be there with the rest of the pack, um, keeping up. But the the realist in me knows that we are in a rebuild, um, and obviously, um, coming off you know uh, a not not so great season last year. So, I think we'll be we'll we'll be fighting. And Georgia. Look, the, the, as I agree with Zoe, look, the player in me thinks that, you know, of course we'll have ups and downs, but, you know, we'll, we'll be able to pull through. But uh, the president in me says it's a bit of a conflict of interest to give an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, backing the girls in. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> abstaining. Abstaining. <laughs> abstain. Abstain. Yeah. Like I did with Manly. <laughs> we now, we've yeah. got our last team. 
We've got our last team in alphabetical order. It is the UTS North Sydney District Cricket Club, the UTS North Sydney Bears. An interesting situation, this one here, Nathan, given that they do share their second grade team with Gordon, although their third grade team is out, is an outright team. The really exciting thing to see, first off, is they have recruited big in terms of their coaching staff. Michelle Goshko is their head coach for the squad for this year. Yeah, obviously, Gozzi, yeah, legend. Um, Australian player, New South Wales player, yeah. So um, great mentor to have have there. Um, and I guess their big gun at the moment is, um, where are we? We are, is uh, Grace Keating. Uh, great season with the Gordon slash uh, UTS North Sydney team. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can get enough numbers to um, get a competitive second-grade team and, and who knows, um, in the not-too-distant future, a first-grade team. Well, Georgia, you would have played um, against at least one of the uh, one of these teams from UTS North Sydney slash the merger with with Gordon in second grade here. Um, so you may have seen the ability of Grace Keating, but this is a club that's making all the right noises when it comes to building up this um, this club. Oh, they're showing you exactly what uh, what you know building up should look like as well, uh, backed by Michelle Gosco. We actually didn't get to play them last season in second grade, which was really unfortunate because Bianca Lozell is actually the daughter of one of our second grade players at unis. Um, And India Keating actually came over from universities as well to UTS North Sydney. So I do know the Keating family fairly well as well. And Adelaide Hicks uh, came over from, I believe it was Penrith at the time. I remember heckling her in a game. But, um, yeah, we were, we were so looking forward to playing them. And I think it got washed out or maybe it was that COVID round or something where no one played. It was just so unfortunate uh, that we didn't get to play. But I have played against a third-grade side, a fantastic up-and-coming squad, full of youngsters, full of passion and some heavy hitters as well. So uh, definitely no shortage of uh, of passion and love for the game in that club. And the, and the fun as well of being able to play down at Tunks Park as well would have been an absolute joy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, come on. We all love Tunks. I like Tunks. Uh, it was interesting. I think I was more worried about running into the rock face that was right there. <laughs> or, the, uh, or the bridge. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or actually, I was really concerned. My godchildren came to watch me that day. I was terrified I was going to hit the ball into them. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. you weren't playing on Tunks 1. I'm taking it. No, it was not Tunks 1. I believe yeah. it was one of the male teams playing. It was like, you know, Div 5 or whatever it is. So, yeah, um, yeah it was it was interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was nice. <laughs> Nathan, it is, it is one of the most beautiful grounds, isn't it? Tunks number one. Oh, Tunks number one, yeah, I played um, some, uh, yeah, I guess North Shore rep games there. And, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure indeed. This is a club that we hope to see make a make a move and we, we hope to see them in the in the first grade competition sometime soon. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is time on Splinters. It has been an absolute joy to have everyone here on the panel. You might hear from them in a week or so time with another podcast to come, which will be the WBBL preview and Georgia very excited to announce as well that that will be episode number 200. Oh, the double ton, something I will never see in my lifetime as a batsman. Um, possibly I think I'll get there in games played rather than, uh, than, than runs or even wickets taken. <laughs> I think with, Am I right in saying three bowlers and an all-rounder in this lineup here, or am I being a bit harsh? 
Who's the all-rounder? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, it's a battle off between Zoe and Georgia, I think, is it? Oh, it wasn't you, Anthony. No, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. I, I think uh, Zoe's more of an all-rounder than I am. I'm more of a face-planting fielder in first grade. I'm the, I'm the all-rounder because I do everything averagely. <laughs> oh, here we go. You're like, you're like that character from Call of Duty. It's like Ramirez do everything. <laughs> Oh, boy. Look, thank you for joining us here tonight. First off, Zoe, thank you for so much for your time here, and we'll see you in a week or so time. Yeah, I hope so. No, thank you for having me. It's always good to be back. Georgia, thank you very much. Thank you, as always. And, Nathan, we so appreciate your time so much, and uh, we we hope to see you on the on the show very soon. We might even get you on for the bench to talk to the preview of the Pimble Pigs. Pimble pigs again. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but, yeah, looking. Uh, thanks for uh, inviting me along. Great time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Splinters, the Bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. On behalf of Zoe Benjamin, Georgia Lomas, Futuran, And Nathan Hawley, I'm Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.